This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Here to answer that question is Billy Chung of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Thanks for coming in and seeing us. I'm sure the air conditioning felt nice when you walked into the Zoomerplex. So what is the difference between a brand name drug and a generic drug? It's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll start broad and then we'll, we'll, we'll narrow in. Okay, okay. So um, the brand drug, that's the originator drug, right? That's the uh, pharmaceutical manufacturer who developed it, did the research, invented the drug, and uh, had a certain amount of time that they were allowed to sell it exclusively on the marketplace. Um, and, uh, and, and then once that patent expiry hits, then a generic company can copy the drug and make copies of it and sell it for cheaper. And so there's values uh, for both of these uh, things. But at the end of the day, if we were to answer the question quickly, the active ingredient, the actual medicine, the medication that makes that drug work for you for whatever reason it is, it's the same between the brand name and the generic. So the name of the generic drug sounds more pharmaceutical, right? <laughs> it's it's the chemical name, actually. Yes. Yeah. So it, and the brand name drug has the same name. It's the same chemical, so it's the same chemical name. But we give them other names, so the brand name company will give it a, something easier to remember. Uh, and the generic company sometimes they'll have some generic names as well, or they've shortened the name a little bit and added their own flair to it. So as well. give us an example of what would be a typical drug drug that we've heard of, and then like Lipitor, yes. right? So Lipitor is the brand. The generic or the chemical name is atorvastatin. So that's the actual um, chemical name. And so when you look at Lipitor, even if you get a prescription for Lipitor, you'll see also on the label atorvastatin. Um, when you get a generic drug, what you'll see on the label is you'll see uh, atorvastatin, and then you might see the generic company. So the generic company is Teva. Then it might be Teva-atorvastatin or teva ATOR or something, whatever like uh, the generic company decides to shorten it if they do. If they do. But uh, we usually tell our patients when they come into the pharmacy, they always know the chemical name because especially if you're traveling and stuff like that, that chemical name doesn't change. So your pharmacist or healthcare provider or a doctor in another country can still know what drug you're taking. 416-360-0740, Your questions for our pharmacist, Billy Chung, today about uh, drugs in general, generic drugs or uh, the brand name drugs. Maybe your doctor suggested that you switch from one to the other for cost reasons. Maybe your company's insurance plan has changed. So as a result, they're asking you to use generic drugs in order to get coverage. And that's really the main reason for the switch, right? It is. If you look at both government as well as companies, businesses and so forth, the cost of health care, medication, things like that have uh, risen significantly over over the years. And uh, there's at some point in time where it's not affordable, right? So we have to be very cautious. And so one of the things that uh, helps with that and helps to maintain, make sure that it's sustainable and people have that type of coverage is to look at what they pay for. So uh, there are not very many drug plans today, for example, whether it's from the government or even from your companies that 
generally pay for brand name drugs. Okay, so if the generic is available, typically that's the one that they cover. And if you want the brand name, then you need to ask for it, and usually you need to pay the difference. That's typically what happens to people. Um, so it's it's one of those things that it's a reality. And in, in, in majority of cases, people being switched from a brand to a generic, not a big deal. Well, it's interesting because our company here, uh, the insurance company that we have that covers our plan, we got um, an email from the administrator a saying <laughs> a letter saying that if your your drug is uh, sold in generic form, uh, the company, our insurance company, will only start covering that version of exactly. it. So I wondered, well, how is this going to work, right? But I went to my pharmacist and and got and she, and that's when I found out. She said, oh, this particular drug, there's a generic version of it, so. Do you want 90% coverage of that or do you want to pay most of the coverage of the brand name? And I said, who would do that if it's the same drug? Exactly. And and you know what? By the time a generic comes out, the uh, brand typically has been on the market for about eight years or more. Um, and the the chemical is known. The companies know how to make it. And really, in some cases, they're actually – the active ingredients actually sourced from the same uh, source because there's only certain um, uh, companies in, around the world that make that active ingredient. So the active ingredients – actually the same. What you find the differences are potentially in the generic drug is the excipients, those extra filler ingredients to make a tablet shaped like a tablet shape, right? Because it starts off as a powder, you put in a whole bunch of other things things mixed in with that active ingredient, and you compress it together into a tablet form. And it's the fillers that may vary. Um, most of the time, the fillers are also inert and Generally, people don't respond differently from one filler to another, but small percentage of people may find a reaction, and you can re- re- react to the brand name one or the generic one. It just mm-hmm. depends on what filler there is. Okay, four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Jane for Libby, Zoomer Radio's Fight Back, and Al in Brantford. You're on the line. Go ahead. Well, good morning. Good afternoon. You're taking some of the wind out of my sails. Some of the questions I was going to ask was <laughs> if. If you've got generic brand name drugs being built in a third world or second world country, do we send over the requirements for their testing or do we actually take a sample back to Ottawa or Manitoba and do the testing? It's for a, both the filler and the ingredient. Yeah, this is Al, right? I think everyone yeah, yeah. is Al. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very good question because uh, you've probably seen in the media that uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing is worldwide today. Okay, so whether it's a brand name company, generic company, I mean, that where they're making it may not necessarily be in Canada either. Okay, so either company. So that's the one thing. Uh, you probably also are aware that, yeah, you know what, a number of the generic companies do um, manufacture outside of Canada in a third world country, or in some, in, whether you define third world, how you define it also as well. But uh, there are some uh, medications made in China, India, uh, you might have seen some news around that. And uh, there was a p- period of time where some manufacturing facilities in uh, one of those countries was uh, shut down by the FDA for a couple of years because of inspections that t- occurred and things like that. So um, testing does occur when they bring it in. The, the, the testing by the Canadian um, uh, regulatory bodies do look at that. They still need to make sure that they're bioequivalent and things like that as well. So um, there are those safeguards in place. Because if you think about it, the amount of drugs that people take around the world and in Canada is huge. And if there's actually a lot of those problems, we'd probably be very aware of them already because you'd have issues, right? So the um, the, the safeguards are in place to, so you know that when you're getting your generics and in 
all cases, unless something is going on that we don't know about, is is fine. So, that, so Health Canada has approved whatever drug is being sold over the counter yeah. in Canada. Yeah, there's a whole legal process, and there's a whole import-export process as well. So you can't simply just make a drug here and sell it to the U.S. and things like that. It's a whole uh, thing. I, I think there's a... My brain is going into like some of the uh, cross-border shopping that happened a, a number of years ago, and there were some legalities around even shipping drugs that were made in uh, one uh, in the U.S., sent to Canada, and then not allowed to ship back to U.S. to be sh- to be dispensed because of cross-border stuff. Like, there's a lot of legalities and regulations in place to help protect the Canadians on that. When we come back here, I want to talk to you, Billy Chung of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, about an article written by a doctor in Toronto who was faced with a conundrum of whether he switched his patient back to a brand name drug from a generic drug because the patient was requesting him to do so because of symptoms that he thought he was starting to feel negative symptoms on the Mm -hmm. generic drug. We'll talk about that and more and take your calls at 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. Success, failure, triumph, scandal. These are the stories behind the stars. Each week, Larry Jackson shines a celebrity spotlight on one of the greatest names in entertainment. A unique character who cut a broad swath through the dirty 30s and well beyond. On the music side of her life, there are now 60 albums. Celebrity Spotlight with Larry Jackson. Intriguing biographies of extraordinary people. Saturday afternoons at 3.30 on Zoomer Radio. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced the Pepperoni Party Pizza Special. Get 24 slices for just $24. Can you eat it all in just 24 hours? 24 square slices smothered in pepperoni. You've also got to deal with six bottles of Pepsi. 24 plus 6 Pepsi for 24. Can you finish it? Go to pizzaville.ca for details. We're here with the Honda Indy PA announcer to tell you about the Honda Checkered Flag event. Uh, He's saying the Honda Checkered Flag event is on now. Lease the new 2016 Accord LX from just $72 weekly at 2.99% with zero down. With display audio system, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto. Hurry into your Ontario Honda dealer today. Event ends soon. Includes freight and fees for 60 months. Taxes extra OAC. See HondaOntario.com. To the owner of the brown van, you're being towed. When it comes to your business, you don't compromise on quality or your reputation. Vistaprint doesn't think you should have to compromise when it comes to your business card either. Whether you're looking for a simple card at an affordable price or a premium product with upgraded stocks and finishes, Vistaprint has the selection that will get you noticed and all the support you need. And right now, 500 business cards start at just $9.99. But that's not all you get for that price. Our support specialists are there for you on the phone, via email, or chat, and they're ready to be your second set of eyes, reviewing every single order to help you get it just right. Need a little more help? We've got skilled graphic design specialists who can recreate your old business cards even if you didn't make it at Vistaprint or create a matching look for your business for just $5. You'll get it in 24 hours or less and your satisfaction is always absolutely guaranteed. So don't compromise. Get the card you want. Go to vistaprint.ca to get started. Use promo code 1000 at checkout and receive 500 business cards for just $9.99. That's vistaprint.ca, promo code 1000. Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. 
We're talking about generic versus brand name medications with Billy Chung of our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Billy, that scenario uh, we painted for you before going to break. Uh, written by Dr. James Awe, came across this uh, in the National Post archives. He says that he was faced with a question from a 45-year-old patient patient with high cholesterol who believed his cholesterol levels were elevated because he'd switched him from a brand name drug to a generic drug and what to do that was the question what what should he do in that situation yeah it's interesting so there's um in the case of um, cholesterol medications, the therapeutic index on that drug is fairly big. And, and so the switch from a brand to a generic or one generic to another generic, generally we don't see any issues or concerns. The only thing that may happen is if somebody experiences specific uh, sensitivities to that other generic because of a filler and things like that. So in that case, though, there's this whole um, piece around people have heard of placebo effects and things like that. And it can be very powerful, right? And so for somebody like that who has that uh, feeling or opinion, I mean, in in the pharmacy situation, we'd probably say, you know what, how about we try a different generic? Because there's different companies that make different the same generic medication, right? So you can think of it as a generic. If we go back to the Lipitor example, we have the brand company that makes Lipitor, and there could be six other companies making Lipitor, the generic version. So we may suggest to that person, well, if uh, if you don't want to have to pay the cost difference, because that's usually a big factor for people, is that we can switch you to a different company that manufactures that same drug and see how that works for you. That may help. Um, but there are definitely situations... I can see how that article comes along with that doctor debating is that 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 person may adamantly say they want to have that brand name drug. And in those cases, you know, the pharmacy makes a note, make sure that they carry the brand name, the patient pays the difference, but it does cost you um, for that. And in most cases, it doesn't need to. The generic drug is fine to take and it's completely interchangeable. There are some small situations where they are not interchangeable. Cholesterol is not one. The the generic might not have the same effect as the brand name drug. The same doctor is writing in his article. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes against everything that we've been saying. Yeah, so... It comes back down to the uh, what we call the uh, therapeutic index or the therapeutic window of that particular drug. And for 99% of the drugs out there, that uh, the the actual dosage that you need to get, it doesn't have to be an exact, exact dosage. In other words, the, if you're taking a 500 milligrams of a particular drug, if you get 480 or if you get 520, it's not a big deal and it still does its job. But there are some medications where you do need to get an exact or very close to an exact dosage. And in those situations would be where the, uh, the there, there probably isn't a generic available anyways in most situations. And I'll use an example, actually. So uh, a lot of people may be on a, a blood thinner called warfarin. Okay, and uh, for many many years there was no generic available for warfarin. Everybody took the brand name, which was Coumadin, um, and it wasn't until a number of years ago, probably I don't know the exact number, but maybe five or six or ten years ago, that the first generic of the warfarin came out in uh, in Canada, um, and people have been successfully switched over to the generic now. And it was just a matter of making sure that the doctor monitored, looked at the changes, make sure everything was fine. Uh, and warfarin is one of those things where you can monitor the effects and you can taper and, and, and refine it. Um, but then there's some other drugs out there like uh, digoxin, some of the uh, uh, heart drugs, some of the uh, drugs for seizures, uh, um, anti-epileptic drugs, things like that, where the therapeutic window is small, where you just don't want to be switching people around because that could cause you know somebody to suddenly start seizing again and stuff like that. And you just don't want that to happen. 
happens. So there are situations where you don't switch people, but there's really, I mean, on, I can count on my hand the five kind of classes, the drugs that were affected. But the majority of uh, the, these situations, I would tell the listeners that find a switch, talk to your pharmacist if you have any questions, but your pharmacist should be able to give you some uh, peace of mind in terms of what's happening. Let's go to the calls now. John from Toronto, you have a comment? Um, yes, I do. Excuse my voice. Um, yesterday, Wednesday morning, in early hours, I booked myself into um, St. Joseph's Hospital in Toronto with severe throat, sore throat. Uh, it was almost difficult to breathe. And um, when I eventually saw the emergency doctor, he told me that he asked me what medications I was on. I said Crestor, Candesartan were the basic ones for years. I'm 78 years old. Um, and he told me that I would have to cease the Tiva Candesartan, 16 milligram Tiva Candesartan, because it was causing some gland in my throat to swell up mm. and restrict the throat and give this extreme sore. I couldn't swallow, I couldn't even swallow water without it hurting. And he said he'd write to my doctor advising this. Um, is Is there. Are there plenty? Are there plenty of um, replacements for this candesartan? And um, I guess my doctor will put me right on this one. And how can it be <laughs> after taking um, tetracandesartan for so many years that it's suddenly reacting? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's John, right? It's an interesting situation yeah. um, because you, you've indicated you've been on it for a while. So the questions I would ask is: first of all, was it you were always on the Tiva brand? The Tiva. No, I believe I'm not sure if this is genetic, generic, or or the original. Yeah, I'm not sure. So uh, the the question I would probably check is: Did did that candesartan get switched from one? manufacture to another because that can happen and and one of the things that are happening right now is that there's different shortages of, of drugs going on in the pharmacies to be able to access and so there's there is some switching going on from one manufacturer to another same active ingredient but possibly different fillers and uh, so my my, my wondering there is whether that there's something that might have been switched where you're on the same candesartan but different manufacturer where maybe you're sensitive to one of the fillers in the other versions um, yes. that might have caused that swelling to occur in your throat. Um, yeah, but The pharmacists are very good. They always tell me if they switch something over, but um, I haven't heard anything of, re- of recent. Yeah, so it, it's an interesting one there. There are alternatives. I mean, generally, it's for blood pressure and, and, and so forth. So there are other alternatives that we can would, would look at and, and see what other options work well for you in your situation. Um, but uh, definitely, it, it's uh, allergic reactions are difficult to um, assess, uh, and, and it sounds like that's maybe what you had with some sort of sensitivity to it. It's weird that it would suddenly appear, but it's not known to never happen. It can't happen where mm-hmm. somebody's been fine on something and suddenly develop an allergy to it. Uh, it can, but uh, it, it's, it doesn't happen regular. It doesn't happen often, right? Um, but obviously in those situations, you want to get to your doctor as well, soon as possible. You, you did the right thing. I yeah. mean, if your throat is, is closing up and you're having difficulty breathing, yeah. then that's where you definitely going to St. Joe's was the right thing to do there, John. Okay, let's get to our next caller, Rick in Guelph. Uh, you're on Fight Back, Jane for Libby, and we're speaking with Billy Chung the, from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Yes, good afternoon, Jane. I have a question for Billy. Hi, Rick. Um, I'm taking Avodart, and my uh, urologist uh, said to make sure I get the brand name. He even gave me a card to that the manufacturer would offset the difference in price from uh, the generic to the brand name. 
Hmm. He said the uh, generic was not the same. It wasn't good enough. Your comments. Yeah. So my comments on there, there's this whole thing going on in the... um, the marketplace. And one of the things that the brand name companies have been doing to, uh, I'm going to use the phrase, fight back, (laughs) fight back against the generics are these uh, brand cards. And uh, what the cards do is that uh, for certain drugs where the brand manufacturer has set up an agreement with this, the company that does these cards, the cost difference between the brand and generic is covered. Okay, so in other words, it allows you to get the brand name drug um, for the price of the generic using this pseudo drug plan card that's given to you by your doctor. In some cases, pharmacies may have those cards as well. And who's covering the difference in cost? Well, we're pretty sure it's the pharmaceutical brand company that's doing it. And um, so my personal opinion with the with the drug Avidart, it's not one of these narrow therapeutic window drugs uh, and uh, what we've seen in terms of generic versions of it, we haven't seen a huge deal in terms of people transitioning um, uh, to that. Um, that Your doctor may have had a different experience, so maybe it's something you chat with your doctor your pharmacist about and see uh, about that. But these drug cards, there are they do exist in the marketplace. I'm not sure how long they'll last because in my opinion, I think it gives, a, um, it gives a false price to the brand drug. If the brand drug is, brand company is giving a lower price anyways, then why don't you just lower the price, right? Why have this whole mechanism of these cards and stuff? But that's just my opinion around how some of that may uh, may work. So I um, guess it's because some insurance companies are still covering the brand drugs. And yes. so if they can get the extra money, they'll get it. There's different ways, yeah. Right. So it's, it's a complex web of how brand and generics kind of play in the marketplace to compete because uh, once a generic comes out, that brand company loses a huge chunk of their market share, obviously. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the ways to get some of that market share back. Let's uh, chat with Frida in Toronto. You have a comment for Billy Chung, Frida. Yes, again, about this card. Uh, Many, well, my husband has Parkinson and has been taking Cinemet for many years. And of course, when he became a senior, the drug plan, you know, the uh, provincial government plan would only pay for the generic. Well, our physician gave me this card from the drug company, and now he receives the drug, uh, you know, the brand name of Cinemet. And uh, sometimes, somehow or other, I don't know how this works, sometimes even the dispensing fee is covered. And now I have uh, gotten on the Internet what the previous caller was talking about. It's uh, a card, and it's called Rx Help One, mm-hmm. and the cover certain drugs that you can get which drugs that we are on, my husband and I, that you can get the brand name for, you know, instead of the generic. Yep. Uh, when I spoke to my pharmacist, she didn't seem too happy about it. <laughs> I don't know whether it means that she won't get, because she, of course, as the person you're talking to now is your pharmacist, says, oh, it's, you know, it's the same thing. There's no difference. But yeah. My. Okay, let's let's let Billy get in on this because oh, we're okay. we're running Sorry. short of time. No problem, Frida. Okay. Yeah, your pharmacist is probably sensitive to this for a number of reasons. One of the the big reasons is that generally pharmacies don't carry inventory and everything out there. And what these brand cards are doing doing is it causing pharmacies to have to carry double inventory because now they have to carry the brand and the generic. Right. When really it doesn't need to have that. that that's not necessarily always the case. Um, and the other tip I'd probably give people with these brand cards because you know what they they are good in certain situations. I do think that in some circumstances they help because. 
because people may need the brand and you're getting the cost covered, um, is that as long as you don't have to pay anything more over and above than what you would have had to pay for the generic. Because I know that in some cases, they change the rules down the road where, okay, there's they pay for most of the cost difference and then there's a deductible still that's bigger than what you might have already paid. Uh, and then you get these people switching around and, and you really want to be just stabilized on one drug and stick on it as yeah. long as possible. So. Okay. Very quickly, Mary in Mississauga, just a few seconds. Mary, do you have a question for us on Fight Back? Well, actually, I have a comment. Okay, um, quickly. Um, my daughter was on um, Paxil, and she and I had gone to her doctor and went on to the drugstore, and they gave her um, a generic. Okay. She and I went off and had a hamburger. Yep. And we're sitting in the restaurant. She had taken one, and she just freaked. Okay. I'm going to let you go and let Billy address that very quickly. Yeah, I mean, the the uh, the reaction is, I, I guess, hard to tell whether it is due to the drug or not. Um, uh, usually if there's a sensitivity, and that's usually the reaction that happens is uh, is is some sort of an allergy or things like that, then obviously you got treated and deal with it and, and so forth. Paxil is a very old drug, so what it really, like, I very... I'm not even sure the brand is even available anymore in many cases. So uh, that whole dynamic of brand and generic, you know, most cases generics are fine. Talk to your pharmacist, get the right uh, information. But uh, in most cases, you should be okay. Great. Have that conversation with your doctor and your pharmacist before you start taking the drug. Pleasure, Billy, as always. Yeah. Billy Chung from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.